This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. So here we are live. Uh, apologize ahead of time to everybody that wanted to come and check us out with the uh, live recording actually on Twitch. We're having a little bit of an upload issue. So hopefully we can get that corrected for you by next week's episode. But um, very, very grateful for everybody that's come by so far. Uh, just kind of want to throw out a reminder to everybody. Uh, well, we are in episode 10. So this is about a month, two and a half months into this. Really loving all of it. Really appreciating all the support from everybody. Um, so if you do get the chance and you really want to help us out and help us grow, make sure you swing by the podcast on Apple and on Spotify as best you can. And on particularly on Apple, you're able to subscribe, rate us and review us. And if you can give us that five star review, uh, do want to point out, we do have, I believe our first one with Jillian, big, thank you, big shout out to you. And, uh, you'll be able to see this in the YouTube video later on. But uh, she just wrote, the guys at Tailgate Talks offer a great podcast covering just about everything. Their interactive shot bets keep you engaged, and their entertaining banter is a great way to end the week. So big shout out and thank you to Jillian for the support there. And that's exactly what we're going to be looking for whenever we're going to be giving out the t-shirts later on. So keep an eye out for that. But if you can, once again, screenshot that five star and give us a comment or whatever you can to kind of help us out. That's really what people are going to be looking for whenever we're going to be trying to kind of grow this podcast more and more um, as we move on. So um, do want to mention or give the shout out. We have the Twitter for Tailgate Talks itself, which is tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. You can just do it. Search us through that. We have our personal accounts, which you can find Dustin at Dustin Wimmer 22. You can find Brooks at uh, Calvin B. Barrett. And then you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. Um we have a couple of people that do owe us some shot bets. So, uh, let's see. We have Ashley, who's in the who's in the building with me. And that's her giggling in the background. We got one. And then we got we got Kelsey. Still owes us a shot. Still owes us one. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, make sure y'all, 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 y'all pay up on those guys. We're just trying to have some fun with you guys and make this interactive as much as possible. <laughs> Accidental from last not. week, it's from last counts. week on the Bills Steelers game. <laughs> so on the um, Steelers side of things, we have Brady, Ashley, my buddy Ethan, and Jillian. Oh, for that game, mm-hmm. y'all then, know who you are. You know, pay those bets. <laughs> and on our USC UCLA game, our UCLA side, just a couple of them. Brooks was one. He made up on his. Roger, he took his, mm-hmm. and my buddy. Alex, I was for those. Dude, shout out to Roger again for, for being a damn good sport with all of this, man. Big, big shout out to you, dude. I appreciate you. Voted you. on Twitter. Use the honor system. Tweet us your videos. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like Roger might be on a Dustin-like run. I feel like Roger loses like every bet. <laughs> it, 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 it's because he bet on his Titans whenever uh, – I mean, I, that was a safe bet, but I was like that it, – it's hard to it's hard to be, feel self-assured with them this year. Yeah. Um, 
So last part we do need to talk about is just the email. So we're kind of we're kind of trying to expand a little bit as far as how, how well or how, how you can reach us, how you can interact with us. Uh, we have the email tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Send us thoughts, questions, suggestions that you may have for the podcast itself. Also, you can email us. Oh, sorry. This is a whole other thing. Um, if, you, if, you, if you've been keeping up with the Twitter... Sorry, this threw me off because it was like back to back to back. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> if you've been keeping up with the Twitter, we are currently accepting applications for the Texas Tech Offensive Coordinator. So make sure, give us your best reasons, give us your best, uh, give us your best thoughts, and why we should hire you as the Texas Tech Offensive Coordinator. And make sure you send that to tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. This is officially unofficial. Okay, guys. Yeah, yeah the, we're not actually hiring, but hey, if you ha- if you want to write us something funny, maybe it'll get on the show. Maybe you'll get a shout out. Maybe you'll get a prize. Who knows? Maybe we can put together like a job acceptance speech on this thing or something like that. Just come on, get creative. Send us your applications and your qualifications, please. And the, and the best one that gets sent to us, we're gonna we're gonna send you a T-shirt at some point here. Ooh, yeah. I get to pick up my T-shirt this week or. Next week. Soon. I'm excited. Soon. It looks Soon. good. They look good. The t-shirt and the hats look good. All right, guys. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the uh, Club Red segment of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Texas Tech football, Texas Tech basketball, and from there we'll move on to the uh, to the rest of the pod. So uh, this is Tailgate Talks, Club Red. <laughs> So here we are, Club Red. We're going to talk a little bit about Texas Tech sports. Um, so Texas Tech football, big news, obviously. Of uh, any Texas Tech football fan knows out there, they finally made the move to fire Yost. Uh, we decided to to keep Coach Wells, and I, I I think that was my prediction for this one, which was we're going to keep Wells for at least another year, and then we were going to fire Yost for sure this year because of how sloppy the the offense was looking. Um, Dustin, go ahead and take the reins on this. How are you feeling about this this keeping Coach Wells move? Good about it. I mean, you got a guy who's only in his second year coming in. I was talking to a friend the other day after all this news came out that really you weren't ever going to get out of Wells because of the situation of he's only in his second year. You had a COVID year. 2020 is crazy. Um, so you weren't really ever going to get out of it if you – look from Kirby's perspective and from outside looking in um, really it was a bunch of just big money people trying to push, push him out and push Kirby to make that move. But in all honesty, you were never going to get rid of him this year. You definitely give him at least one more year, if not Mm -hmm. more than that. Um, So I'm glad we stuck with him. And he also realized that moving off of Yost would save his own job. Mm -hmm. So we got rid of that. Now he needs to make a good OC hire there. And especially with getting Baron Morton, a great recruit. Yeah, we had some very good really recruiting. Need, really need an OC to help propel him forward. Um, Brooks, uh, how, how you feeling about the the decision, man? Keeping keeping Wells for at least another year. Yeah, I'm for it. Um, I think it was the right decision to make here. Um, like Dustin said, he's two years in. It's hard to clean up a mess in two years. Um, I think you create so, more of a mess by yeah. already restarting that so soon. 
Yeah. Yeah. Na- name of college football program that succeeds hiring and firing coaches every couple of years. You, mm-hmm. you can't name one. No. Um, so, you know, is the right move to make is the safe move to make. There's not a coaching candidate out there who I think you actually believe could come in here and fix this thing right now. Right. Um, so like, there's not a guy that you're like, yes, we have to get him now. Mm-mm. So get rid of Wells and go get that guy. There's not that guy out there. No. The alumni base wants it to be Bryles, but Bryles. That's disgusting. Hasn't no. coached in like, yeah, he's disgusting. Hasn't coached in a while. There's no guarantee he could come in here and clean it up. With, with, um, with so, all the disgusting accusations that he has still lingering from Baylor and like yeah. that, 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 uh, that uh, reputation in the state of Texas in particular. No. Absolutely horrible idea. And anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. How's he going to recruit? How's he going to, you know, he hasn't been in college for a while now, so Mm -hmm. how's he even going to coach again? Uh, So there's questions with that. There's just not a guy worth replacing him. So the safe move is to keep him, get rid of Yost, get a new offensive coordinator in here who can maybe bring some excitement uh, back to the program where fans can get behind that person, get energized again. You got the QB of the future locked in today. Yeah. So uh, it's the right move to make right now. And, you know, I do get the other side of it. I understand why tech fans are a little hesitant on Wells. The, these haven't been the greatest two years. Um, and the last thing you want is apathy from the fan base. Right. Uh, and you're creeping closer to that if Wells doesn't succeed this year. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a huge year for the whole program, for everybody involved. Wells has to lay it all out there on the line this year. Yep. Um, and so that's like why Dustin said this offensive coordinator hire is – Probably the most important offensive coordinator hire of this dude's career. <laughs> Absolutely, it was, is. It was tough uh, that week we were in limbo and not hearing anything from the actual athletic department because yeah. um, all you heard was these rumors coming from deep in the internet and you know through back channels and tweet threads and stuff and it was rumors of they want Bryles, they're going to push him out. And it, we heard nothing. And so it was good to finally get some clarity on it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't go the Bryles' direction because I think, sure, the big money people would have liked it. And maybe apparently there was a lot of money attached to it. But I think the fan uh, base would have completely abandoned. I think it. the thing with the with the, with the the quick hire and fire there is that the, the, the alumni and the fan base kind of do have a big input on the coaching decisions. But – on the other side of that coin, you can't make decisions like that, especially at the head coach position, emotionally. And that's what it would have been if we would have gotten rid of Wells within two years while he's still recovering from Cliff's, uh, let, let, let's just say, lackluster recruiting. Um, so firing Wells was too soon. I still think he needed another year. Yeah, he, he needs at least three years. You need to see what this next year holds before you make any you know, call on this. Absolutely. And, you know, these, these alumni want to push brows in and me and Dustin kind of texted over this. It's, I think their perspective of tech football is a little bit, uh, I think they're a little blinded by it. You know, yeah. they, 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 they think that we're supposed to be some football program that like competes for championships or something because our baseball and basketball teams do uh-huh. like college football is a completely different sport. And these people need to get their heads like mm-hmm. wrapped around that that idea that hey 
there's a reason why there's only like five teams that, you know, make the college football playoff consistently. Yep. It's, it's hard to do it. It's not basketball where you have 64 teams that get into a tournament or mm-hmm. baseball where you have 64 teams to get into a tournament and all it takes is a nice little run mm-hmm. and you're in a championship. It's a, uh, you got to have pretty much a perfect season and to even get your name mentioned into the final four and, and tech's not that program. Let me, let me list you off some stats real quick that I've mentioned to Brooks and okay. what kind of started this for me in the last 35 years. We've only had one head coach with a over 55% winning rate one. And that was Leach. Hmm. And he was here for 10 years. Yes. He was averaging like nine wins a season and had one 11 year season. Yeah. But even Spike Dykes back in his 15 years, only won 54% of his games. And Oh, and, and Pepperville was was three games over 500 and Cliff was three, five games under. And so we're not this powerhouse program Mm -mm. that has a big history just because Leach left us with a few good years. And then yeah, our other programs are very nationally up there. Uh, it's, it's, a quick it, it's because there's so much attention on football and that's the, that that's the thing and especially being a texas a texas university on top of that uh there, there's always going to be more focus on football but the thing is is like we are so damn good at basketball and so damn good at baseball that they're like well why can't we be damn good at football too yeah. and, and, and to, to what you said earlier brooks um it, it's only what a twelve-game season, yeah. And so baseball plays a buttload of games. Basketball plays uh, uh, almost 30, three, 30 three, three times yeah. that, yeah, roughly. So there, there's more time to melt to to mesh together as a team. There's more experience, and there's less players to try and control and use. Yeah. And one loss doesn't kill your whole season. Mm-mm. I, I think. I think the one thing tech fans can agree on, and this is what I do understand. While I do think some of them are rational in their beliefs on what the football program should be, the feeling that we all had when Leach was here was that ability to win every game that we played. I never walked into a stadium under Leach thinking that we were going to get our asses handed to us. I thought no matter who we were playing, it could be the number one team in the country. We had a chance and we could win that game and we did it a lot Mm -hmm. and we don't have that anymore. We have multiple times a year I'm saying, oh, we're going to get our asses handed to us. It's not fun. Nobody likes that. And so I think collectively we all want to get back to a point where you can, you know, realistically see us winning every game. Now we're not going to do it, but it's that belief that you have a chance to do it. That's what Beard's done. We believe that we're going to win every game we play. You might not do it, but you still have that belief no matter if you're playing Kansas or – Kentucky or whoever you play, Absolutely. we believe that we can win that game. That's a good feeling. You want to get back to that. That's what we're going. That's what we're working for. That's what Wells is trying to get. Right. And, and it's and, hard to get ahead. the right coach and build that coaching program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's you look at how many well, schools every year go through the coaching carousel and look at yeah. how many of them don't work out. Most of them. And, and there's usually only one Matt Campbell type guy every year. And out of the, what, 30, 40, however many schools that do this, like, it's not easy. Texas has gone through the same thing we have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, something else that could be yeah, also kind more. of considering is it, it's easier to, like, because there's so many people on the football team, right, and staff and all of that, 
you have to kind of give a person a reason to live in this area. And once you get to Lubbock, it's a phenomenal city. I love the people here. I love the town. But from an outside looking in, whenever you're just kind of glancing at the town and you're trying to decide, well, do I want to live in Lubbock or do I want to live in Austin? Do I want to live in Waco where I might be a little bit closer home? Uh, that's all part of part of the sale. And so you got to think about how many people football has to bring up to Lubbock. And unfortunately, more people means more complications. So you're going to have a harder time recruiting up here. So with football, it's, I guess, again, circling back to, to what Brooks had said, it's, it needs to be more of an acceptance that we're, we're gonna, we can put together a good football team, but our best goal is to be an upset team, not, not just be somebody that you roll over every week and maybe put out a 500 season and make it to a bowl game each, each, at least every other year. That's a good expectation yeah. for me that I would enjoy to watch Texas Tech football again. Yeah, I think I think it's realistic to want seven, eight wins a season. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like Leach, you put it together one every now and then that gets you 10 wins because you have a bunch of junior seniors on the class, a lot, a lot of talented guys. Like I could see a future where Barry Morton's our junior quarterback and we're competing at the top of the Big 12 because he's successful here. And we finally got all these good recruits that Wells gets in. So. The future isn't so dark as everybody wants to make it seem. You just gotta gotta be patient, man. There, there needs to be a, there needs to be a little bit of a shift, though. Uh, not not big because oh, yeah. again, it's not easy to get people here. Um, so let, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next topic for football. Is the Yoast firing itself? Now we obviously have our, our Yoast expert here. Um, <laughs> um, so obviously Yost is toast. I think that's going to be kind of the, the statement for for most uh, Lubbock media about this about this uh, firing. Brooks, what do you feel about the firing, and what do you think will be our next move? Do you have any kind of candidates? Um, what 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 do you think is the next the next step that Wells takes? Um, obviously, I'm glad he's gone. Uh, it was about time. Um, I'm glad he finally has the time to go shoot Dumb and Dumber three. <laughs> Boom, still, roasted. Still um, funny. That was good. <laughs> um, he uh, he he just didn't do anything that got you excited about this offense. Um, we've talked about it plenty of times on the show. Just not creative, not inventive. Can't find ways to get your best receivers the ball. Um, one of the Yost roast I was going to do is what has a better percentage of happening. Uh, one of our best receivers getting the ball in the first half or skip Bayless praising LeBron James. <laughs> That's good, tough. Good, good tweet though. Good post. <laughs> uh, it, 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 he, he needed to go and you got your prize possession here is going to be Baron Morton. You need to get an offensive coordinator that can run an offense that, you know, hits all this guy's strong points and, lets him be a good quarterback and I just didn't see it with Yost so him being gone is good for tech it can get the fan base a little encouraged on this offensive coordinator hire mm-hmm. I don't know where we go I think Graham Harrell is a is a dream that's not going to happen because if I'm him I would wait it out a year and see if the head coaching vacancy is open here before I make any moves yeah um I think you know, I've seen some targets out there. I, I'm not a, I'm not the person that makes these decisions. So yeah. I, I, 
I'm not going to make any suggestions. I haven't looked into it enough. I haven't done the research enough on it to know that. But we have some intriguing candidates out there, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know, Dustin. Are you looking at anybody specific? Is there any no, rumor mill? I'm, there's such a big list, and it's kind of everywhere that I don't know either enough about some of these guys or they only have like one or two years as an OC. Graham Harrell's not going to make a step down for the same position when he's an undefeated USC team with a, I think, sophomore junior quarterback that's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. And you're already at USC, so it's like yeah. you're not going to come come home just for the sake of that. Um, I don't know where we go. I don't know enough about the depths of offensive coordinators around the country. It's it's going to be very interesting to follow and see see who they decide because this is going to be a big hire because Wells is putting his job on the line with this hire. Well, yeah. and his job was on the line with the fire too, though. He needed to make that yes. move. If he would have stuck to his guns and kept Yost, then you probably would have seen both, with, both of them with a foot in their yeah. ass. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to kind of define his time here with this hire because the offense has to change. The defense was doing okay. It was doing okay enough, but we needed to score points to make that up. And that, unfortunately, was not going to happen under under Yost's OC. So this hire is going to have a lot of spotlight on it and, and almost more, in all honesty, than, than the players coming in this next season. Um, I, I am excited about the new quarterback that we're getting. I kind of tried to kind of peep a little bit of footage of him, but uh, I don't know too too much about him. Uh, what do you what do you do? Y'all have any info on this guy? One more thing on the OC. I oh, mean, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I chime in on this a little bit. I mean, hmm. I'm just looking for somebody who wants to get aggressive downfield. Yeah. Like we stayed within the ten yard ten yards of the line of scrimmage for the majority of our plays. Not get, getting quick stuff out and running some screens and all that, but you also got to take some shots and get, get vertical some too. Mm-hmm. So take some plays and use your playmakers and receivers. We have two receivers that w- are potential top two or three round receivers in this next draft. Mm-hmm. One of them just declared he's leaving and going to the draft in TJ Vasher. Yep. He's 6'6", six, six, if y'all didn't know. <laughs> we forgot he's even on the team because Yost was – an idiot. Just like that. And then Izukama is the second best receiver in the Big 12. And we forget about him in most of the games. Mm-hmm. So let's not Dude. forget about our playmakers. Let's use them and put them in positions to succeed. Yeah. I went and looked back through, like, I think Iowa State game moving forward. And Zach McPherson, our cornerback, had as many touches as TJ Vester did. Wow. No kidding. He had four interceptions and two fumble recoveries. And Basher had like seven receptions in the last games. Wow. Like that's embarrassing. See, that's that's the point. That's ridiculous. That's the point and why we needed the change. Let's put so that on that, I'll make up one of my shots for Yost. Okay. Here's some screwball with this is a, a toast to Yost being toast. That <laughs> <laughs> tongue twister. A toast to Yost being toast. You're welcome. You're welcome for that one. All right. So. Uh, update on departures and returners. So far, we got uh, Colin Schooler, Rico Jeffers, uh, and was it Keyshawn Carter? Yeah. So um, what's going on right with this? now? So right now, like seniors are given another year, right? Uh, with COVID, well, free. so 
Um, <laughs> right now, a lot of guys are announcing whether they're going or staying. So the the big ones right now have all been pretty much defensive. Um, Rico Jeffers and Colin Schooler, your two best linebackers, are staying. Mm-hmm. Um, Demarcus Fields, your probably your best cover corner, is staying. And um, and you're still waiting on some other guys on the defensive end. Uh, but you lose Keyshawn Carter. Um, that kind of hurts. He was a good offensive weapon when he was healthy. And when we figured out, he was good and got him the ball. That's um, one of those guys, great talent. And then even Cliff never used him. Yeah. Like we never put him in a position to succeed. Yeah. So I don't blame him for transferring. It's no, not I, I, I think most tech fans wanted to see more use of him. And so we'll be supportive of him wherever he goes. Yeah. Sure. I think he deserves a shot. Um, but other than that, I think that's uh, – Dustin, you got any other guys to add on to that list? I mean, yeah, you forgot our two huge offensive guys that are sticking around. Oh. <laughs> McLean Mannix and uh, Koontz at tight end. So we'll get there mm. and catch for 15 yards a game to stick around. Uh, <laughs> I think no, I, I, when Dustin texted us that, I think I texted him back, guy who you didn't – and Noah's still on the team yeah. award goes to McLean Mannix. <laughs> but yeah, you can't blame can't blame Vasher and, and oh who's that other receiver you just named? Keyshawn Carter. And Carter yeah. for leaving. We didn't yeah. use him very well. They were gonna have success somewhere else. Vasher will get drafted because he's six six. Uh, big defensive keeps though, because those two linebackers are amazing and some of the best in the Big 12 and make every play for us. And Fields has been our best DB for the last two years, so keeping him is huge also. So, yeah, great keeps to add into this uh, recruiting class that we kind of signed today. So, this is him right here, the one the, the QB we picked up, right? He Aaron. was dressed like a stud today, man. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That- he we had a, tweeted he had a black we, turtleneck and a red sport coat on. Looking. We fly. tweeted out that he looked like he was dressed for the NBA draft in that suit. Why? <laughs> that we like a good color rush suit game. <laughs> Let's see. He liked it. He liked it. Yeah, he's about about liking live TV like, from 80- our tweet, like our individual tweets, like the tailgate talks tweet. It's cool. But while you're looking that up, let's talk about him real quick. He's a stud. He's our best quarterback recruit, I think, since Graham. Maybe somewhere in there. He's way, way up there. But he's a stud. His team put up, what, 90-some points in one game earlier this year. And him, the running back, and the receiver receiver we got, Jaron Jaron Bradley and Cameron Valdez. Mm -hmm. Those three guys are three of the best at those positions we've had in over 10 years. Yeah. Huge. And – Bradley, Baron Morton, um, and the two tight, giant tight ends we got are coming in early. So they're all going to be here in January, which is big for their development. Oh, so look at that throw. Did you see that? Especially Baron to be here early. That's yeah. Um, some notes I got. I got uh, the best name goes to uh, yeah. Duda Banks. Duda Banks, great name. Love <laughs> it. Um, and then just a note, Jed Castles. That's a perfect name for a tight end. Six six two fifteen is Jed. Our other tight end is Mason Tharp at six seven two twenty five. We also had two giant tight ends come in last year. Yeah, one of them and already think, left. One, of, but we yeah. still have. So we'll have some giant tight ends coming in. Well, well, that was one thing in Wells' presser today. Is he in his offensive coordinator searches? He's mentioned a guy who can use two back 
sets and two tight ends because that's where our recruiting has gone. Is we have a lot of good running backs, we have a lot of good tight ends. So find trying to figure out an offensive coordinator who can knows how to use these yep. prize pieces that we got is going to be key. Okay. Wells has tried to go the route like Iowa State did, yeah. which is big, what get big. Okay. Get these six, 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 seven tight ends that can yeah. block, and you can't really cover them because you can't get around them. Um, and just run it down your throat and throw with some guys deep. I like this kid though. Uh, this kid has an arm. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. and he's coming into what theoretically, if you keep some of these guys, if nobody else transfers, is a really good offense. Yeah, Sir Roderick, yes. Taj Brooks, Xavier White. That's a good running backs. Not to mention Cameron Valdez, who you just got. And wide receiver, you got easy back. You've got, you know, a lot of those freshman receivers last year <laughs> were coming on kind of down the end. Um, they're all back. Uh, and then this, you know, freshman coming in, they're expecting him to play right away. So, you know, Barron's coming in and he's got some offensive talent there. Look at this one. Did y'all see this one right here? Just, uh, like a little on the road. I don't know if y'all can see this. No, I'm not watching, but... I mean, this he's got is, the tools. This is about a 40-yard in the air on the run. Yeah. He's got the tools. He was in Elite 11, so he was around a bunch of other good quarterbacks. He's, yeah. um, he's you know, born in, in the Lubbock area, so it's kind of like coming home to him is what he mentioned. But he's an exciting get for us. He's somebody that you can yeah. point to the future and say, hey, you know, we got this guy. That's a nice piece to have. It's something to build on, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, guys. So I think uh, I think it's going to kind of sum up Texas Tech football for right now. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to the basketball team. Uh, we had the the Texas A&M Corpus Christi game. What, what, what are you laughing about over there, Brooks or uh, Dustin? Uh, so I'm on 24/7 Sports looking at our recruiting class, and at the bottom of our team page. It has our all-time commits list. Oh yeah, I saw that. Let me go through these real quick. Go for it. I saw it. (laughs) Brooks is gonna die when I read these names. Hold on, let me scroll back. So Braden Fajoko is our number one. Good old Braden Fajoka. Jack Anderson at two. He was good. He just graduated and left this year. Number three was Michael Starts, a defensive tackle in 2012. Don't think he ever even ended up coming here. 2011, Delvon Simmons. Delvon Simmons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I kicked him out of the wreck one time. Wait, what? Really? 2012 athlete, Dominique Wheatley, maybe? He never saw the campus, I don't think. Uh, Number six, 2011, Jason Morrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. We go down a little bit. Um, Reginald Davis is in there. Number nine, Reginald Carroll. Well, apparently, already Baron Mortar is number number nine. You hit some good ones. You get Kenny Williams, LaRaven Clark, Eric Ward. Then you get to like number sixteen, Derek Willies. Ah, uh, good old Derek Willies. <laughs> and then you just hit a bunch of dudes that like never even saw campus. Like in our top twenty, like uh, Madison something. I don't even know. Connor well, Dyer, Scotty well, Young, Jackson Let's hope this, this uh, current commit doesn't – or these current commits, uh, That's especially the thing about, the impactful ones. Like our top 25, we've maybe had 10 of them that have seen campus. And yeah. Anything. Um, so, best thing about recruiting, don't get too locked into it because mm-hmm. 
who knows what's going to happen to those yeah. kids. So, um, let's go, let's, let's go ahead and move on guys. We're We're going to go ahead and move to, to Texas tech basketball. We're going to go ahead and, uh, cover obviously last week's game, Texas A&M, uh, uh, nah, yeah, just the A&M week. Corpus Christi. No, well, we, we got to look at it a little <laughs> bit. I mean, uh, we, we, we have a, a very good defense and we still allowed them to put up 57, which is kind of something to take a look at. We scored points though. So, I mean, we, we put up 77 on them and beat them by 20, which is about what we, what we needed to see the last, uh, last week against ACU was at least a 20 point victory. Um, any thoughts on this one at all? Just, all right, we're, we're just getting ready for Kansas or what? Uh, Brooks? Yeah, it's kind of just that next little bullet point there is the main takeaway is Chris Beard got his 100th win. True. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I watched – it was hard to watch that game because I think you could only watch it through, like, Texas Tech TV. Yeah, I couldn't um, care. Yeah, because it. it was in Frisco, and then we were only playing a Corpus Christi, so it was uh, – Yeah, so um, – but, I mean, what I saw, our offense struggled. Didn't do anything offensively, really, that got me super encouraged – Mm-hmm. Uh, going forward, I mean, defensively, we, um, I think most of those points came at the end when we kind of had our uh, last guys out there. But yeah, um, yeah, not much to take away from that game. Just uh, Max struggled again shooting the ball, which has kind of become a th- kind of become a thing over the last few games as he hasn't been able to knock down shots. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's like he's being too passive. He needs to be a little more aggressive. Go get a shot, or I'm not really sure on that. He, but he kind of, I think, turned to just like the game before and tried to get it more aggressive to get to the free throw line. Yeah, make it happen for him. I think some of those shots they were good shots. He just yeah, he just missing right now. Missed. So that's some you you say you're taking that shot every time you just gotta knock it down man yeah, yeah. but once again he made his impact through he had like six assists i think in the game so so uh, yeah uh so obviously big congratulations to to chris beard out there for getting the 100 wins with tech already yeah. that's huge considering that what, what he has a five-year tenure here four-year uh yeah, this is your very long yeah, yeah yeah and so that that's extremely impressive to to have that many wins and build this program up from the ground. Phenomenal job, and huge shout out to him. Um, let's go. A lot ahead of big and, wins in there. Oh, huge! I mean, obviously, deep tournament runs, big wins, uh, big Big Twelve uh, uh, pushes. He, he he's been phenomenal for this school, and uh, honestly, he he's made tech sports uh, fun to watch. Baseball is a, is is easy and fun to get into, but it's a little bit harder to watch as a fan than basketball, in my opinion. Um, baseball can just kind of get drawn out and uh, anyways uh, back to the point big congratulations to him and and obviously big thank you to him as well Um, so let's go ahead and move forward to this game here Kansas number five six and one same record that we are we jumped to number 14 in the ranking Um, I'm a little surprised by this predictor giving us 67 to 39 or 32 on the odd on the odds or the percentages um dustin what do you think is going to happen in this game how do you feel about it going into it i think i saw today we opened as a two-point favorite mm-hmm. yeah so i think they're giving us basically home court advantage on yeah. it there will be fans in the stands we won't be packed sixteen thousand deep but 
we'll have as many in there as we can. Um, I'll be there hmm. and trying to cheer for four four people since we only have twenty five percent capacity. But it'll be the first big test. Kansas and us are kind of on the same page. A lot of moving and new pieces. Mm-hmm. So still trying to figure out what who can do on each team. It's yeah, be a huge test. Um, obviously, not many practices and games before this to have such a big matchup. So I don't really know what to expect. It kind of depends on what we look like. Yeah, is Mac knocking down shots and not getting burned on defense? He worries me a little bit there. He gets lost and turned around sometimes. Yep. Uh, is Ken Namari keep his consistent kind of streak going? He's increased a little bit every game. Um, it was good to see TJ Shannon back out there. There's also good news that Kevin McCuller could possibly play. He has practiced a little bit this week. So that would be a huge boost good. for us in the depth chart and just the guys on the floor. Um, so it comes around to a lot of moving pieces on both teams. Coaching's mm-hmm. going to have a lot to do with it. And then just what those guys can – who can knock it down and make a play. So, yeah, I, I'm seeing a lot of parallels on these teams right now. Yep. I mean, if you look at – I mean, literally stat for stat almost – their leading score ours, I mean, within a within a point of each other, basically. Field goal percentage is a little bit off, but that's with McClung's uh, tanking the last few games, honestly. Uh, they free do throw have a percentage. big guy that's really good and athletic that might be a problem for us. So that's what we, I was. That's what I was going to look at we right can here. Rotate our defense around to help cover him up. It'll be a big factor. But there, there's just a lot of a lot of mirroring of players. Um, Brooks. Kansas, how, how you feeling about this game going into it, man? Anything that we need to do differently to make sure that we get this win and start moving up in those seedings? I'm kind of picking, piggybacking off the big guy talk for Kansas. Uh, Silva fouled a lot in the last few games. He fouled out of that last game mm-hmm. with like 10 minutes left in the second half. Yeah. So he can't he can't be in foul trouble. We're going to need him out there because um, our big guy depth isn't very uh, – <laughs> is lacking yeah um so that that's a key stay out of foul trouble but um yeah like i think i'm looking for us to get off to a fast start i don't want to see what happened with uh houston um or acu for that matter where it, you know you're getting off to a slow offensive start i want to want to see a start fast maybe knock down some shots to start the game have a good feeling on offense because you know i'm not worried about the defense um, but you do worry if maybe Kansas start hitting hitting some tough shots if you're able to match them mm-hmm. on that. Um, so you know, I, it's mainly just looking at the offense for me. Can, do we look smooth? Um, can we not turn the ball over? And when we get to the line, can we knock down our free throws? Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm excited to see PV with the step up in competition. I wanted to read this stat last week, but I think I. Uh, I missed it. No, I um, it. What do you got, man? Yes. So it's about Micah Peavy. It's Peavy is averaging, he's just averaging like 6.8 points per game at this time last week uh, in over 22 minutes per contest. But Texas Tech is averaging 117 points per 100 possessions on offense and forcing turnovers on 26% of the opponent's possessions when Peavy is on the floor. PV is shooting 59% inside the arc. Uh, per hoops lens and synergy sports has them listed as an excellent defender. Um, this was by Myron Metcalf of ESPN. And just for reference that 117 points per a hundred possessions 
that's what Gonzaga averages on offense. So, we're, so we're a completely different team when PV's on the floor and making good plays because he adds to defense. He makes smart offensive plays, um, and, and he shoots pretty good percentage inside. So I think that's an interesting one. I think he's going to be a key to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow is, is what he's able to do. And me and Dustin always talk about it, but – He's like draws two or three charges per game. <laughs> it's more than that. Yeah, it's literally every time he has the ball. He's better at it than what yeah. uh, Davide was, and Davide was good at it. Davide was good at slipping in like on the backside as the help guy. Yeah. PV, he'll take it straight up as he's guarding. Yeah. Like, you're trying to drive on him. He's like, nope, I'm here. Mm-hmm. He's really good at anticipating your moves. Um, like when you try to do that little spin move, he – moves right there and boom charge so uh he's been fun to watch um and I, th- I think his defense gets a little overlooked by some people but he's really good on that end of the floor very good um i think this is going to uh, be an interesting game i think it is going to come down to, to is our offense going to be able to put up points I, I, we've said it before our defense is 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 top tier i'm really not that worried about that it is yeah. the foul trouble because we do need silva in there need him to stay in the game Especially mm-hmm. against Kansas, with with them coming in, uh, kind of a very similar situation in the points per game and rebounding. Um, so we we just really need our defense to play as it has, but we need to put up points. And so I think that's going to come down to is McClung going to get on fire finally, and can he do it against a top five team like this? He's going yep. to have to have to get used to it. Um, need it. Any any last inputs about this game before we jump to OU? get that dub yeah <laughs> um so looking at the ou game um any predictions out of this i mean uh they they're they look like a little bit honestly almost almost a tougher competitor um they're they're, they're not a big uh basketball school so i don't think that they have any reputation for early seedings but i think this could be a dangerous game um brooks what are you thinking going into this yeah, I haven't thought too much ahead on this one. Kansas is kind of my focus. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I think I think this game is going to be played when we're going to be recording next week. So might just be easier to talk about it next week. And just like Coach Beard would say, we got the game that's in front of us. So let's, let's just focus on that. Let's respect our opponent that we have first. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, the, oh, the, hopefully the basketball team's not looking past Kansas, obviously, but – we, yeah, we, no, we, we can have no that way. luxury. We can have that luxury. Um, Dustin, any, any thoughts about this matchup at all? Uh, anything you're looking forward to or just more Big 12 wins in your book? We brought a lot of guys back. I mean, their big guy, Manic, is mm-hmm. good. He's back. He's always a tough matchup because he's a big that kind of stretches the floor but can also rebound really well. But that's another one where Silva should match up well with him if he cannot foul. Yeah. Um, be one of those – they're just they're in that next tier, so we should be able to handle them. But we're also playing there, so we'll see how we travel and how well everybody plays. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I think that's going to kind of wrap up uh, uh, our talk for for Texas Tech basketball this week. Uh, we'll ha- we'll have more for you guys next week whenever we get together. I think we're going to try and uh, watch some of the game at least uh, while we're together. We'll we'll all be at the same place, so we'll all be recording on the same camera and everything. Should have a bit of bit of fun with that one. So be on the lookout for that next week. We'll be sending out tweets and stuff like that for it. Um, so moving forward, we, we are going to go ahead and kind of jump to our shot bet portion of the show. And uh, we're going to recap last week's shot bets. 
We're going to talk a little bit about this USC-UCLA game, Steelers-Bills, and uh, we'll, we'll move on to the summary. So without further, further ado, this is Tailgate Talks uh, Shot Bets. We've been doing spots, body on the block, take up every top, time to pump it up, drink until we drop, then take another shot, we don't give a fuck, now take it from the top. Okay, so... Uh, shot bets from last week, guys. Uh, that was uh, I. I was having fun with this one because I went undefeated for once. I, I think it's been weeks since I have been. Uh, the first game that, we're, that we had a shot bet on was the USC game versus UCLA. This was our backup game to the Washington Oregon game that we really wanted. Uh, this that was going to be kind of an ode to, to my sister since she lives in Portland and their roommate is a big Oregon fan. Um, that one got canceled, I believe, due to COVID comp- com- complications. Um, kind of happened all over the NCAA this past week. Um, but in this game, USC was a two and a half point favorite and they ended up winning, covering the spread and Brooks ended up losing the bet on this one, owing the shot. So Dustin, big news here, big, big news, actually. Dustin finally stopped running rampant through the streets. He stopped the streak and we are now back in the W column. Congrats, Dustin. (laughs) Let's go. <laughs> Congrats on the win, man. You, you, you made it back to being being a winner. Uh, the the 0-10 streak is done. We're now 1-0, and we'll, 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 we'll talk about the, the next game after this. How are you feeling about the victory, man? You feeling good? It was great, and it was also fun. Brooks was at my house Saturday night. We had the game on. Oh, nice. And it was fun to go back and forth and root for Graham Harrell and USC. <laughs> We're going it was back such a and forth on, on Brooks is saying no kick the field goal so they don't cover and I was loving the ball into the end zone to win it. It was such a fun game to watch. I see Brooks there and finally get back to a dub. Oh yeah, it it was just a ton of fun to to, to place a game on on or place a bet on a teams that I have like I don't follow. I don't know anything about either team at all, and yeah. so uh, I was enjoying that part of it and it gave me. Kind of like a, uh, the same reason why you watch football games that you don't care about because you play fantasy football is the same way that I felt about this. I felt a little invested in this. And so yeah. then I wanted to watch this USC-UCLA game. Um, Brooks, yeah. you, you're looking a little distressed there because of this, man. <laughs> I mean, it was a fun game. It was so back and forth. It just it was like UCLA was winning by a lot early on. I was mm-hmm. feeling pretty confident. And then USC comes back, takes the lead, but they're only leading by like one. UCLA <laughs> comes down, looks like they're going to win. And then USC wins at the end. So uh, frustrating, but I took my shot Saturday as Dustin took one of his mini shot bets that road. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it, so it, he would, it, it was it, more rewarding watching Dustin get the W. Just uh, to see that weight lifted off of his shoulders. It was just it was fun to to again. It was just fun watching this game and just seeing so giving it a meaning to us. Whereas normally Pac-12, we don't give. We we, we really don't care. Uh, and and I, I think I can almost say that universally uh, for for anybody in in. Big 12 or SEC or, or uh, even ACC really just don't care what happens over there on, on the on the West Coast. Um, so let's go to our next game. Um, by the way, guys, if you did place bets alongside with Brooks on that one, send your video. We want to see it from you guys. 
Uh, next game, including my, my beautiful girlfriend bet on this one. Uh, this was Bills versus Steelers. And uh, the guys on the pod all bet the Bills on this one. And even though the Steelers going into this game were 11-1 and one, and the Bills were 9-3, and three, I, I, I think we all generally felt like the Steelers were a bit of a, like, I don't want to say fraudulent 11-1 and one because you still beat 11 NFL professional football teams. So that's not, an, like, an easy task by any means, but they just were not a dominant 11-1 and one by any means. And so Bills were kind of a safe bet. They ended up winning by 11 and obviously covering the spread on that one. Um, so undefeated here at the pod. We all we all got that one right. We, we have a couple shot bets out there that are owed for this one. I think we talked a little bit about that earlier in the pod. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but that, that was that was fun. I think we Dude, had a good Ashley time. Ashley wants to one. take one right now. I have one ready that I'll make <gasps> up. Hey, do you want to take a shot with Dustin? We have this vodka. I don't want to. No? Okay. All right. We're, we're going to have to pay this video back later. Don't, don't worry. We'll, we'll have. Right, I'll do it. Do it by myself since I still owe so many. But here's to getting back to a winning streak. There you go. go. Ch- cheers to, to Dustin in the W column. Dustin's taking two off of his total <laughs> tonight. What? No. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get your video of you doing your shot bet at another point. Okay. All right. All right. So... Um, that's going to kind of cover our shot bets from last week. Uh, we're going to have a couple more to be placing this week. Um, but before we kind of jump into those portions of, of, of our shot bets going into next week, we do kind of want to finish our recap of last week quickly. Uh, Mahomes versus Tua. Awesome little game to watch. I was kind of, um, I, I actually did chime in on this one because I, I, I'm progressively getting more and more nervous for Patrick Mahomes as the season goes on. Not because he's a bad player, but because the Kansas City Chiefs keep winning by such smaller margins each game. They're winning by one touchdown or less in a lot of these games. And again, they're 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 they're, they're revving up for the, for the postseason. I understand it, but you know, uh, it, it's kind of whenever you're looking at it like a, like a, a betting standpoint almost, it makes you a little nervous to see them uh, Winning by so few points each time. Um, oh, for sure. I don't think they they're great for for betters, but yeah, I think as them, they just get bored because they're so good, and then they're like, "All right, let's make this touchdown up real quick." Pat, you roll out Tyreek go deep. All right, there's a touchdown. But I mean, the Dolphins are actually a good team and well coached and have a good defense. So. Mm-hmm. Don't don't like knock them down. They kind of had that. No. That was a good loss yeah. for them. Um, the Broncos game, sure, that was not great, but that's what I'm talking uh, about. Like they're, they're winning every game, but it's not like a, they're not dominating every game. But it's at the same time, you know, hands down, who the best team in the NFL right now is, and that's hands down Kansas City. I think they're in that boat where they're throwing so much stuff out there to try to figure out and see what they can actually do. Yeah. Like they're playing with stuff early, mm-hmm. just for fun. Yeah, <laughs> and then I mean, when you turn it on like, okay, let's hold on, let's go win this game. Real yeah. quick. Then we can get I mean, back the, the Dolphins got up ten to nothing on them, and then in a blink of an eye, the Chiefs were up thirty to ten. Yeah, <laughs> and so like, no, they never. That game was never in doubt. Uh, that just when you're up thirty to ten and you're the Chiefs, you're kind of just like, whatever, let's just not get hurt because there's a bigger goal here than destroying the Dolphins. So. 
Um, but you know, Mahomes threw three picks. That that's almost unheard of for Mahomes. That was concerning. Yeah, some of those are. But but it's 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 cold weather, and in all honesty, uh, the Super not Bowl. Not in Miami. Huh? It was in Miami. That's um, not cold. That's uh, it's cold enough. Um, no, it's it's December. It's just it's kind of that time where where offenses are mm-hmm. are, are a little bit less proficient. Uh, I, I I think uh, almost every year it's not as cold this year right now. I don't believe except for t- t- or yesterday it was, but um, I, I I still think come come playoffs come Super Bowl obviously all of that's going to be on, on better fields and uh, I think the Super Bowl again this year is in a, in a dome. Which they've been doing like almost every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Tampa uh, Bay. Is that Tampa? Is that a dome it's in field? Florida, where it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Just north of freezing cold Miami. <laughs> yeah. All right. Outside uh, in the cold, Florida <laughs> weather. I, I I hate you both sometimes. All right, so let's go ahead and move forward. Uh, we we have the 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 uh, ad, so uh, apparently uh, Texas Tech fans like to follow each other's patterns here. Dustin is out of the L column, and we now have Cliff out of the L column. He he got a win this week against the NFC least Giants. I'm sorry, but uh, the 26 to seven, and they were supposed to be kind of the rising stars out of that division. Um, any thoughts on this game? Did y'all catch any of this? No, I, I don't care to tune into these games. The only thing I'm gonna make a point of is I saw some Tech fan tweeting. Good win for Cliff. He should win Coach of the Year this year. Blah blah no blah. Way. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, man, this dude doesn't pay attention to that anything. That is a joke. That People around joke. the NFL like really don't like Cliff. I think, but hey, good for you. You beat the Giants on with yeah. Daniel Jones that was hurt. Uh, and 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 in his division, they're, they're honestly all like, even though uh, I forgot what the division is uh, with the with the Seahawks. The Rams are running away with um, it. They're running away with it, but uh, the Cardinals are in like the last playoff spot right now. I think. What are the they're Rams like, at? That's a good question, though. But we're that nine and four. Know. See, nine and four Rams, and that puts them at seven. They're still within a shot of that. So like every yeah. win is kind of crucial each week, and the Rams, great but a little unpredictable they're getting better though so i, I think that they're they're kind of progressing in the right direction for the playoffs yeah, they just got a really good defense yeah so i for as far as the cardinals uh topic i i think this is a big win if they're trying to kind of make some sort of wild card push but they they have to win out the rest of the season if they want this to have any sort of impact um so we'll, we'll jump to the next one uh, again we're kind of trying to get through this pretty quick so we can move on with our predictions. Um, Saints and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts beating the Saints. And I, I thought that was big. Um, I don't... I, Taysom Hill had, a, had an okay game. And I, I, I just thought that Eagles just ended up playing a little better down the stretch where they needed to. Um, Dustin, you want to take the reins on this one? What, what do you think? Yeah. What, what's the impact of this? This is concerning for the Saints. Mm-hmm. They're playing a... I mean, the Eagles have hung around with every game. They've obviously lost towards the end. They don't have enough to hang around, like, the whole game. But this is concerning because now you've kind of seen enough of Taysom Hill. and He's he's not putting up the numbers that 
you know, Drew Brees, who everybody says was noodle arm and can't throw anymore. He's not putting up the same numbers and no. points as Drew Brees. Well, and, and they don't look as solid anymore with Taysom Hill. And he's a fumble machine. Taysom. More film that's getting out there. Mm-hmm. We're starting to figure him out. But that, I mean, that was kind of the whole point of Taysom Hill over uh, – oh, what's his name? Um, it put up 21 genius. points the last two yeah. games against the Eagles and the Falcons. Well, yeah. so, so the entire strategy for them with Taysom Hill to begin with was that nobody had footage on him. So they were trying to get some cheap wins in there while they're waiting on Breeze to get back, which he was supposed to be for this game, but he's supposed to be again this week. So there's no yeah, telling. I um, guess he's around the corner waiting on him this week. Uh, I didn't even look at next week. Cheese. Oh, so, big, yeah, that's true. Big game. That's going to be yeah, uh, our, our shot bet game this week. Um, I think the bigger story here, though, even though it is the, the, the Saints might be the face of it, is that fat Carson Wentz uh, contract and how he just got replaced by Jalen Hurts. Um, what yeah, do they do? Inter- what do they do with him? They're an interesting spot now. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think their mind's made up. I think it's a week to week deal. Do you think uh, they get rid of him? Well, well, like said, their their contract is high, but it's not because they signed it like a year or two ago. Yeah. It's not crazy like mm-hmm. some of these new ones are. And that's some why they were trying to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. So there's some teams out there that are in the middle of the pack that could take the hit of taking him and see what they could do with it. Yeah. And so they might trade him, but they also aren't set on that yet. Like they're no. going to keep seeing how Jalen hurts works and maybe he doesn't. Maybe people figure him out like Taysom Hill yeah. and maybe they go in next year with Carson Wentz and hurts again and see what, what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. All I was going to add to that is, you know, let's kind of pump the brakes on hurts. It was his first game. No film on him too. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. Not you weren't sure how the Eagles were going to use him, so I'm sure eventually defenses will figure that out. Um, but uh, from stuff that I've listened to, they ran, you know, the Eagles ran a pretty basic offense for him. Yeah. Um, you know, kept it pretty simple, but um, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting. That that basically won them a Super Bowl. So and, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, so last game that we want to take a look at real quick here is that Browns Ravens game from Monday night. This was a very entertaining back and forth game. And you didn't want to read the headline on it? Huh? Ravens dump Ravens dump the Browns. <laughs> this been confirmed a, a It's been confirmed a couple of other times. Uh, are, are you talking about the cramp thing? Gate. <laughs> huh? It, 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 it's been confirmed <laughs> multiple times that he just had a cramp. There was no no uh no number two instances. He says a cramp in his arm, but <laughs> you see the way he ran down. Jokes are already out there. How he uh, ran into the locker room. Uh, Did you see that little wave he gave to the guy getting out there? That's the I gotta get. I gotta. <laughs> I have to shit um, so bad. So this 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 speaks. This was a great game, but this speaks volumes to me in that. I, I, I like what the Browns are doing. I'm not a fan of Baker, but I like that they're taking the ball out of his hands and making plays with the receivers and making plays with the first off with the running game. Their defenses have been okay, but they still, in this one, gave up 47. But I also like it because the Ravens are back to being a little bit of what we know as the Ravens this last year and uh, and, and parts of this year. They're make they're still often, or defenses are still making... Uh, 
making the the Ravens pass the ball almost every down as much as they can, but they're they're getting back to their roots, which is use the play action and get get as many yards as you can off of that. Um, any any input on this, Dustin? Dude, that game was nuts, but yeah, yeah it was. Uh, a make or break game for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They lose that game. They're seven and six, and on the outside looking in on the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they were everybody's darling of last year. Mm-hmm. Looking at this year, but now this saved them, puts them right in the thick of that wild card, and right there with Cleveland um, for the AFC North. The AFC North is awesome and fun to watch. But yeah, it's nuts how much was done in the last like three or four minutes, and then. You get Chase McSorley like messing his knee up. Lamar comes out of the bathroom and saves the day. And it was so much going on. Like uh, and then the best part it. and then the best part is the uh the very end. The the laterals lead to a safety oh. total. The the over or the Ravens were minus three and a half minus with a three-point three lead, <laughs> and that safety bumps it up to five. So a lot of people lost some money. Yeah, most people had it at minus three, so it was pushing. And yeah, if you had the Browns or the push, like that just changed everything. Uh, and I already like turned my. I was watching it on my phone, and I like turned it off after the field goal because I was like, all right, we're done. Yeah. And then I'm seeing like, oh, safety, and they covered like. What do you? Yeah. How? How did they get a safety? Uh, what are you talking about? I had to go watch it, and it's like nuts. How this was a phenomenal that? game. This was a phenomenal game, and honestly, game of one, the year. One, one of the best of the regular year. season games so far this year. Yeah. Um, so, Dustin, stat of the day. What What do you got for us? Apparently, this is NFL and uh, Pats related. Uh, yeah, I got New England Patriots stats. They lost this week. Okay. They were still in the hunt going into this weekend. They were. Needed to win. Yep, they were right on the on the outside looking in, but they lost again this week, and uh, that puts them. That was a rough loss uh, too. Six and seven right now. Yep. Um, so they're looking at their first non-playoff berth since two thousand eight, and Good possibly. Lord. Okay. So that's the first stat: non-playoff berth since two thousand eight, and that's the year they went eleven and five. Yeah, with Matt Castle. With yeah. Matt Castle, when Brady tore his knee. First game. Um, they're also in. They might have their first losing record, non five hundred record, or below five hundred record since two thousand. If they can't pull something out in these next three games, do you think they're so going 20, to? Do you think they can? Twenty years. Well, they have the Jets in there, so there's they're going to get one. Win, but it's the last game. I heard a good theory this weekend that they might tank that game so the Jets get a win and the second <laughs> pick and not Trevor Lawrence, which is an amazing take. I hope they do. Be funny. That, that's going to yeah, be the death in, of Trevor Lawrence in, if he ends up in New York. Yeah. Bill Belichick galaxy brain move right there. Uh, <laughs> I could totally see it. That'd be a great, great way for that to play out. Brooks, what do you got, man? I, oh, I, I think I saw that this is their first like season without 10 wins since 2002 or something like that too. So they've, they've like just consistently had 10 plus wins yep. for, oh, for like almost 20 yeah. years. That's ridiculous. They've had winning records and even like the year they didn't make the playoffs, they had 11 wins, which still yeah. doesn't make sense to me how they didn't make it. Uh, but yeah, their last losing record is in 2000. That was the year before Belichick got there. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. I think that was good for, for good stat of the week. Um, I, I, 
uh, it's a little saddening almost to see see the Patriots have such a change just from just from one player. Like it shows how much Brady was putting that on his back. Realistically, I think this like officially closes the book on the dynasty. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is done. Which done. for to have a freaking twenty year dynasty in such a parody league mm-hmm. like the NFL is set up to be is amazing. Oh, to have that many playoff and division wins. And you haven't had a losing record in 20 years. Like that's nuts. No, and, and that speaks a ton to, to Bill Belichick as a uh, as a GM and coach. So, um, no respect to him. Obviously, he, he's going to go down as as the greatest coach of all time in the NFL, in my opinion. To have that kind of uh, legacy behind, I, I think yeah. he wanted to kind of put the nail in the coffin with a winning season without Tom Brady to say like, oh yeah, it was really me, but. Either way, no matter what, twenty years of being in a a a tier team, that that that's literally the best any single franchise could hope for. Um, so let's go ahead and jump forward. We're going to jump into our shot bets uh, for this week uh, that we're going to be placing. The first one is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the the line on this one is Kansas City's a four point favorite. Um, do we know for sure if Drew Brees is coming back or not? I think that's a big impact on how this game is going to go. There hasn't been any news regarding that subject, I think. I don't think he's ready to come back. He, like, broke, like, all his ribs. Yeah. Um, so, on this game, what is it? Four-point favorite for Kansas City. So, that means that probably he's not going to be back for this one. And even the matchup predictor has a 55 to 44. Um, Dustin, since since you're on the winning streak now, let's see if you can keep it going. First pick, who do you got to win this game? Or who do you, do, do you have Kansas City winning by more than four? Yeah, we're going Kansas City here. Okay. They're not going to mess around and not cover this game. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, I don't have any questions about it, really. I think this is one of those, like, okay, you're playing one of the best teams in the other conference yeah. show. Yeah. It's like a show me game. Yeah. Show me what you do. And I think they'll kind of accept that challenge. And like, I think they'll go and put up some stuff on this game. I, I can agree to that. Um, Brooks, what, what, what is going to be your prediction for this one? Yeah, I'm going to go Kansas city. Um, I think they do this thing where they kind of show up when they're playing the better teams. I think they get themselves pumped up and, uh, so I just kind of expect them to go out and kind of take control of this one. Um, there's there's really no way of stopping this Chiefs team. So. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I I I can agree with you there, man. Uh, it, it's Kansas City is hands down the best in the league, but the thing is 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 New Orleans with Drew Brees is either second or third in this league, and so. I, I, I'm going to try and say New Orleans covers, but they still end up losing. So I think it's going to be KC by three is going to be my prediction on this matchup because they still have the, 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 the Saints are deep on defense and on offense. And they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're looking really strong this year. And so they may bring 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 in Jameis on this one just to, just to kind of throw a monkey wrench oh, at, at I KC. Hope. Yeah, I, hope. I know, right? Um, I, I, I don't know what they'll do, but I, I, first pass. I, I think I, I think this is going to be close, and I think KC takes this one by three points. Okay. Hmm? Good luck to you. Okay. 
Um, all right, so so that that is two. Uh, both of you going for Kansas City, and then me going for New Orleans on this one. Um, do we have a second shot bet, bet game for this week that we're going to be betting on? Yeah, it's right down a little bit when we get into conference championship Okay, yeah, I, I see it now. Okay, okay. Um, so other playoff implications to look at. Seattle versus the, the Washington uh, football team. Uh, Seattle's going to be winning that one uh, most likely, but Washington's been looking very good this year, and Seattle's been... Uh, very, very up and down. Uh, Cardinals versus the Eagles. Um, Arizona, six and a half point favorite on that one. Uh, I don't know. Any quick picks on that, Brooks? No, I mean, yeah, I just put those games there because yeah. these are all teams teetering on the edge of a playoff spot. Um, but, yeah, I guess it'll be uh, it'll be a big game for Arizona. And, mm-hmm. um Billy's maybe got a little groove going here with Jalen, so who knows? Pops um, up on that one. I would bet the uh, Eagles on that one. I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, all right, so that's going to be kind of it for, for Week 15 preview that we really need to be looking at. Let's go ahead and jump to our second shot bet that we're going to have for this week, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be kind of uh, this next little segment is going to be more focused on uh, college football championships this week. Uh, the Big 12 the Big Ten, the ACC Championship, SEC Championship, and Pac-12. Um, so our shot bet for a second or second one for this week is going to be that Big 12 one, which is Oklahoma uh, versus Iowa State. They're going to be playing on a neutral site here in Dallas, uh, right down the road. Uh, we were talking about it before the, the, the pod, that it's a little funny that all of the Texas teams are playing on a Big 12-marked field where neither team is from Texas. Yeah, so. Texas high school state championships are playing on a so, Big 12 field that has Oklahoma and Iowa State in the end zone. Little, little funny that they're going to be running into not a Texas-marked end zone. Um, so in this game, the the it, it is OU by five and a half. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect out of this game. I think Iowa State will cover. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw my prediction out there. Uh, OU has been very, very inconsistent all year. Um, and I, I think Iowa State has something to prove this year, and I think that they're going to show it in the Big Twelve Championship to try and maybe bump themselves up. I, they're they're not going to obviously bump themselves up into any kind of uh, playoff picture, unless there's some sort of crazy crazy mishaps. But uh, I think that they got something to prove here. I'm going to go Iowa State on this game. Uh, let's see, uh, Brooks, what what do you have for this one, man? You picked uh, last last time. Uh, that five and a half is. Looks like an easy Oklahoma cover for me. Okay. Go Oklahoma. Uh, they've been playing on another level than just about everybody in the conference as of late. Yeah, I mean they they missed some games because of COVID, but uh, I think they're good. They're going to want revenge because they lost to Iowa State earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they come in and uh, I think Oklahoma takes this one. Okay. And uh, Dustin, who do you got for this one, man? What's your shot bet pick? I'm with Brooks on this one. I got Oklahoma covering that. They yeah, they played Iowa State and lost 37-30. Yeah. Early in October, third game of the year. So teams are still figuring each other out, seeing what was going on. Oklahoma has become a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Rattler's become a lot better since then. So yeah, I see Oklahoma taking this. Uh, fair pick. Uh, I just kind of feel like they've just been a little bit inconsistent, in my opinion. And Iowa State wants to 
to prove something for once. Uh, they, they've always just kind of been what Texas Tech was in the past, which was an upset school, a random team that would upset somebody really good once or twice a year. And so now they're trying to kind of establish themselves more as a football school. So I mean, I, they lost, I could see it. Oklahoma lost too early, yeah. and they've gone on a run mm-hmm. of wins. teams. Wins and cancellations. Yeah. And so they, they've pulled it together, though. Um, so that's going to be our shot bet picks for this week. I, I'm, I'm picking Iowa State to, to cover the spread or win the game. And then, oh, all right, Brooks has got a, got a, got a mascot. Um, and then Dustin and Brooks are picking Oklahoma to win by, uh, by, by six or more points. Brooks, um, is that going to curse our picks? I think so. They just walked across the screen. Uh. Harley's picks. <laughs> hey, before we move on, I want to cover one more college football uh, thing. Sure. What do you got, man? The, uh, the Big Ten. Just. Yeah, no, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so, the, like, the Big Ten just basically, I mean, we had Julian kind of comment. Oh, I wanted dude, to talk about that before. So stupid. That Indiana got screwed out of. Yeah. The Big Ten changing rules. So. Ohio State could play in the Big Ten Championship game and get their college football playoff spot because they're probably going to get in. Um, yeah, it just sucks for mm-hmm. Indiana. But everybody else likes it because they're going to get like, $600 distributed across of them, all of them. Uh, it sucks it's, when you're a team like Indiana and you're finally really, really good for this one year, mm-hmm. kind of like Texas Tech was in 2008, and then you get screwed out of your one chance. It's it's pathetic, honestly. I, I I get it. I get why Ohio State needs to be in there. It's 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 money talking, but for them to change the rules last minute, it it, it was pathetic in my opinion. I, I I would have loved to have seen Iowa. Uh, in and they're there. gonna smoke Northwestern too. So gonna, like yeah. you would have had a more competitive game. Mm-hmm. And you see the spread on that game? It's like 20. 20 and a half. Insane. <laughs> Um, the other games that we really, I, I, I definitely want to watch the ACC championship with Clemson and Notre Dame, number number three versus number two. Uh, Clemson, big lead on that one with a ten and a half point spread. Uh, and then this Bama game is going to be a blowout. I, I don't see Florida contending with Alabama, honestly. Um, 17 point spread on that one, even though Florida is number six in the nation. Are they still? Uh, that was, no, uh, when I did these, uh, that was before they came out with the rankings. So, okay. uh, yeah, so that those rankings are different now. But, um, but either way, uh, yeah, Florida's still number seven. They only drop one, so still the seventh best team in the nation, and they're they're going to be. Oh, and Iowa State moved up to number six. Good for them. Look at that. Okay, this is this is going to be an interesting week for for championships, man. Hey, um, Washington still having COVID problems. They don't get to play. In the Pac-12 championship game because of COVID issues, like the game got canceled last week, and yeah. so it goes to Oregon second place team in the <laughs> Pac-12 North, which is Oregon. So they end up winning that game, I guess. So Oregon <laughs> versus USC. USC is my favorite yep. team now, apparently in the Pac-12. Uh, well, we'll we'll see how that game goes. I, I'm really not interested. I I, I just I, I find the Pac-12 to be on the national scale kind of a bit of a joke. Uh, Stanford's put up some good teams, in my opinion, but and then USC had a good run in like 2000 and what 2004, 2005. But really, other, the best game, yeah, the best game to watch is ACC Clemson. That's gonna be Notre one game because and, Notre Dame won the first game, but Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing. Yeah. So, 
if everybody uh, wants everything to work out, we they want obviously Clemson to win by a little bit there, and yeah. that way they'll keep Notre Dame in the college football playoffs. Also, that's if Notre be Dame the, wins wins that one again. Clemson could be out. That might be. They, they might bump them completely out. I, I, oof. It gets but interesting if that happens. That, that would move A&M in or Iowa State in. Uh, that, that'll be, A&M's that'll, not going to play, so yeah, possibly. Yeah. The, or, or with an Iowa State win over, over Oklahoma. That might Iowa move. State, was, if they would win and Clemson loses, I think they would get in. I think that, Iowa that, State can't get in. Iowa State can't get in with a loss to like Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. Obviously, they don't care about that if they're going to already rank them sixth. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. This is going to be interesting. I think. I think. I agree a... with you, Brooks. But the committee. Yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> we <laughs> never know. So, like, we never know. Uh, reviewing this week's picks. Um, so again, I I'm picking uh, Iowa State to 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 at least cover the spread against Oklahoma, and then Dustin and Brooks are both picking Oklahoma to cover the spread of five and a half. That's going to be the shot bet picks for that game. And then if we're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and New Orleans Saints game, I'm picking the New Orleans Saints to cover. But I really still think Kansas City is going to end up winning by three. But picking uh, the New Orleans Saints side of this bet. And Brooks and Dustin are both picking Kansas City with uh, with covering and uh, outscoring the four-point spread on this one. Um, so that's going to be kind of uh, it for the shot bet picks for this week. Um, I think that's going to actually kind of wrap up this episode. Uh, final shots of the week. Let's go ahead and jump into that. Dustin, what what do you got for your take this week, man? Luka Doncic has emerged as the favorite in MVP season betting in Vegas. So watch out for Luka. I love it. I do love it. Uh, that's a good one. All right. Final shot from Dustin. Luka... Being number one, I guess, to, to get the MVP for next. Really? Over Giannis? That's uh, just what the betters are putting money on and how okay. it's kind of swung. Hey, I'm, that's all I'm that's cool saying. That. I'm not I, saying he's going to win it, but I, that's where the betting has gone and swung it. He's I, the favorite. Right I'm now. always anti-Dallas, just for, just for the fun of it, but I am very pro-Luca. I, 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 so I just love that dude too much. Dallas. <laughs> um, all right, Brooks. Final shot for this week, man. Uh, what, do, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to keep it on the NBA topic and go with Giannis. Okay. Antetokounmpo. Good, good try. Uh, that was a good try. <laughs> uh, signing his super max extension to stay in Milwaukee. Okay. Uh, he makes the big, big dollars, biggest contract ever signed. And then on top of that, it kind of ends that discussion for a little bit of him uh, opening up his free agency. Um, not to say that he signs this and then a year or two down the road wants out because that seems to be the norm nowadays. But for now, that will end the discussions of what will Giannis do. New York Knicks, welcome to another decade of irrelevancy. They um, have Obi. They don't need Giannis. <laughs> uh, welcome to Obi Toppin. Another year of irrelevancy, New York. And uh, so, yeah. Okay. Giannis, big deal. Sets him <laughs> up for life. So um, good for him. That is good. And I, I really thought, like, there's people that are like, don't you want to go chase championship rings? And, the, like, he was going to get max, I heard, $185 million to go somewhere else. It's like, no, Yeah, you no. get the super max if you stay with your team. So You, you this take that really, $40 million. Yeah, so this really helps small market teams. This helps mm-hmm. Milwaukee. 
this gives them the luxury of making it, you know, win now moves because now and, they know they've got Giannis locked up. So, and this helps your boy, your 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 all time favorite. This is going to help LeBron big time because if that move would have happened where he ended up in Miami at any point, I think that team would have been the the Lakers' biggest contender come the finals. Eh, Lakers in five. <laughs> <laughs> Safe bet. All right. Uh, my final shot for the week is is gonna go straight to uh, to Chubby Harden. Uh, wait, oh no, it's on my Instagram. I gotta pull up the. I gotta pull it up. Uh, he he he's been the biggest diva this entire uh, off season or whatever we've had for it. Um, I don't know what to what to say about it honestly, but he he's looking a little thick here. Me me and him we 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 we, we had a little discussion. And uh, we, we put on some holiday weight. We're going to go talk about, like, we're going to go on a diet. We're going to get real skinny for beach season in the summer. We got to look good. I know he likes to go and travel to go to Vegas and go to all these fine places. You know, I, I like to go to the beach myself. So we're, we're, my, my, my final shot goes out to Chubby Harden. I, I feel you, man. I, I put on some holiday weight as well. And we're going to shed this together. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Um, so... Last little tidbit for the night is uh, we to to remind everybody that we're going to be together next week. We're going to do our best to, to watch the game together uh, against OU. I believe we'll be watching together. That'll be at six p.m. next Tuesday. Um, and it's also uh, opening night of the NBA. So oh, wait, is that the twenty second? I thought they did twenty third or twenty fourth. Okay, the twenty second. Cool, so awesome. That's gonna be little, exciting. Yeah. We'll we'll have some stuff free. to watch. And we'll be together commentating on it while we record the pod. Um, the other part that I do want to remind everybody of is please subscribe to the, subscribe to the podcast, rate, give us a five-star rating and, and, uh, submit a review. And if you do all three of those things, please screenshot it for us and send it to us either via tweet or to our email tailgate talks pod at gmail.com. And then I'll enter you for a free t-shirt that way. Um, hopefully you'll be able to win one of those and our love. And our, and Brooks's love, which if anybody knows, it, it has no has no price tag. <laughs> um, all right, man. Um, I think that's gonna be it for this week. Again, guys, follow the Twitter. Uh, follow the uh, follow follow the Instagram. Follow the Facebook. Tailgate talks. You can follow all of our own pages. I, I I'm at. Blanca, where the L is a one, Dustin Wimmer, 22, and Calvin B. Barrett. Hit us up. Big thank you, everybody, for coming out this week. And uh, again, we apologize for the inconvenience of not being able to record this live for everybody. Hopefully, we get this situation figured out by next week. But uh, again, thank you. The growth has been phenomenal. And uh, big appreciation to everybody that's been supporting us and supporting this podcast. Take it easy, guys, and we will catch you on Tuesday. Tuesday.